The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, and welcome to another edition of This Week in TV History. Kind of a special edition. We wanted to do one more before the end of the year. And I have helping me out today, my beautiful wife, Donna Allen Figueroa. And I decided it's time to watch a lot of TV for the end of the year. I have a list of things that I want to watch before the season is over. I asked you to make a list uh -huh. of stuff you want to watch okay. before the season's over. I quickly want to mention, you could hear both of us on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television, uh, which is hosted by our friend Ed Robertson. And just go to, uh, go below. We'll have a link. You'll know where it is. Also, you can read my blog, childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Mm -hmm. And we have, uh, this whole month of December, I have put together every day a different holiday-themed video. I try to think of it like an advent calendar for okay. TV viewers. So if you have ideas of specials or cool stuff that I could add, the more the merrier, because I think a lot of us, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be watching, or even binging stuff this year. I don't know. Haven't, isn't that what we've been doing since, I don't know, March? Yeah, but, you know, there, I think there are things that people want to see before the season's That's over. That's very true. And I think there's even stuff people will watch between Christmas and New Year's. Yes. Yes. So even though, you know, it might be after Christmas, I still want to see it before the season's over. And... uh I do want to have a, a, let's call it an honorable mention, the Hallmark movies. And then a, it's Hallmark, Ion, Lifetime. Oh, the Christmas romance movies. Yes. They're addictive. That has been the Yule Log yes. this year. Instead of having the Yule Log playing, it's just <laughs> those things are just constantly on. I'm enjoying seeing the Hallmark repertory company of <laughs> actors. <laughs> I, I'm playing a game, finding the same sets, mm -hmm. but the stories are cute. They're romantic. They end happily. Okay, they all end happily. They all, yeah, that's, I am not that's spoiling anything for you. And I think you know within the first two minutes who's going to wind up together. Yes, and, the, and it's, it's cute. Yeah, and I, you said the same sets. I am sure I saw a house in one movie, and then in another movie, they just reversed the, the image of the house. And just, and I, I think I've seen the same kitchen five times, shot from multiple angles. I think so, you've been watching more than I have. I just have it on, and then it, it, it is kind of fun in a mystery science theater 3000 sort of way. Yes, I like the comical best friend, who then is the comical coworker, who then will be the, yeah, they, they are. It's fun, holiday, viewing, and family friendly. Family friendly, yeah, people. Yes. If you're going to be at home, this is something. Something my mother loves them, and you can watch them with your, your yeah. kids. Yeah, they have a, they have a special category here, so I just I wanted to just have a shout out to them. Okay, first episodes, episodes of shows. Okay, the Christmas episodes or the holiday episodes. I have on my list uh, the Flintstones episode, Christmas Flintstone. That's a lot of fun, and I had I rarely saw that when I was a kid. But it's a lot of fun. I saw, I saw it recently on MeTV. It looks like it was totally remastered. It looks beautiful. Yes. There was a TV special that was kind of a remake of this one, and it fell short. I, I love the idea that the reindeers look kind of like Dino with antlers, mm -hmm. and 
And and I am uh, one of those people. I love any episode from the 60s where in the last frame they break the fourth wall and wish the audience a Merry Christmas. Uh, the yes. Adams Family did that. The Beverly Hillbillies did that. A lot of other shows. The, up to the Partridge Family did that. Was that just something that was done during the time, the 60s and 70s? I think, maybe going back to the 50s? You no, know, even the Dick Van Dyke show kind of did it. Uh, when they did Alan Brady Presents. Ah, that, no, that's Should, one of mine. Okay, that's, that's one of your... That's, uh, one of, that's one of my favorites. Is that on your list? That is on my list. Yeah, okay, that's on your list. Alan Brady. But they kind of do it just with a theme song. Yes. You know, when they, when they come out, the, it's kind of like a little curtain call. I remember the Dick Van Dyke show, In My World, it is the best sitcom ever. Yeah. The last shows, I think, to do that were Benson. Benson used to have a, a breaking of the fourth wall in the epilogue. I do remember that. They did that twice, and they came out uh, out of character. And just wished everybody a, a Merry Christmas. Okay. What other TV episodes? Okay, uh, there are two Happy Days episodes that are recording right now as we speak. Uh, one is called Guess Who's Coming to Christmas, which Fonzie spends Christmas mm-hmm. with the cutting ends. They want to have a nice old-fashioned Christmas, and, and bon- Fonzie sends it up. It, it does kind of send the message to everyone. Not everybody has the same traditional Christmases. Mm-hmm. Some people are alone. And, uh, yeah, I think it's even more relevant now. Than it was when it was shot. You know, I, I think you're right. Happy Days covered some topics that were out of the realm of, I think, typical sitcoms. I think Happy Days was also of its time. They were able to kind of make a nod to the sitcoms that came before them. The Leave yes. Beaver, The Father Knows <laughs> Best. And you would have Tom Bosley, who was Howard Cunningham, sometimes complain that, you know, Robert Young made it look so much easier. Mm. So... They were able to kind of poke fun at the... Uh, Happy Days was on for 10, 11, 11 years. How many Christmas episodes? Four. Amazing. Now, the first one, guess was They just ran that over and over again. And they just did a wraparound. So uh, a couple of seasons later, they had Pat Morita, who was Arnold, who was invited to the Cunningham's party. He said, I don't want to go. You know, I'm a bachelor. And then Fonzie said, well, let me tell you, I used to feel that way, and it would fade in. Okay. And then they did the same thing with Elmore and Aro. They didn't do another Christmas episode until one that was called Christmas Time. And again, kind of more relevant maybe now than it was when it was done. Uh, Fonzie receives a package from his father. Ooh. And then... I don't want to... Should I give away this? I mean, no, everyone's... No, no, yeah. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I need to see it. You need to see it. But... It kind of addresses something, because Fonzie was abandoned by his parents, was raised by his grandmother, and it kind of reveals that his father leaving him was not his fault. His father, you know, kind of establishes his father had the problem. Fonzie always thought that he had done something wrong. Okay. And so, um, again, I think very relative for the time, and I I have two more I want to add. Uh, The All in the Family episode called The Draft Dodger. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful episode. They had done several Christmas episodes, but this one, it was so, the characters were established. You knew them for years and years and years. And it had the right amount of comedy and the right amount of drama. That was a dramatic episode. You have to tell kids what draft dodgers were. So, <laughs> yeah. But I think they'll catch on. Yeah. Excellent and- episode. That show... Brilliantly acted, written, directed, trifecta. It is worth watching. It aired on Christmas 1976, and then a month later, uh, Jimmy Carter, newly inaugurated, did an executive order that, you know, freed the, allowed the draft dodgers to come home. 
So it was very, very timely. And I just penciled this one in, and I bet that this could be on your list if you didn't think about it. An episode of Bewitched called Sisters at Heart. I forgot about that you, one. Yeah, I forgot about it just, just until a couple of minutes ago. And that one was actually written by a high school English class? Yeah, I think it was high school. I think it was uh, Thomas Jefferson High School in Los Angeles. And it's a very sweet story. It's a very sweet story. Elizabeth Montgomery opens the show and gives credit where credit's due. And you have to sit through the closing credits because it will have all the students who contributed to the story credited as writers. So it is really cool for that. They did several Christmas episodes, uh, one with Charles Lane, which I think a lot of people remember. Charles mm -hmm. Lane was a character actor, made a career out of being the grumpy old guy. If you don't know him, trust me, if you don't know his name, you know him. And he was... Born the Grumpy Old Man. He was born the Grumpy Old Man. You see him in one scene in It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. He's he's the bill collector. But he usually plays the Scrooge-like character. Not just at Christmas time, all year round. Uh, did he do it on Petticoat Junction? He did it on Petticoat Junction. Did he do it on Andy Griffith? Or was, uh, that was... Yes. I, he, no, what, no, it wasn't Charles Lane. It wasn't Charles Lane, but, but it, was, it, was, it was somebody from the same school. Uh, he did everywhere else. Yeah, but he did, you know, the one where Santa kind of shows him. So this is like the only Christmas episode they did where Santa wasn't involved. Because usually it was like helping Santa out or mm -hmm. Santa showing the, the, the meaning of Christmas. But that one was about friendship. And again, something that is probably more relevant now than when it was first done. But it was groundbreaking when it was done. All right. And we're going to pause right here. But we'll have more TV history right after this message. <laughs> 